Emmanuel here, and I have the great pleasure of having in my company this morning my dearest, oldest friend, Araminta, or Minty for short. Now, you may have heard the previous podcast I did on Minty's marvellous career um, in the antiques trade, and um, what I thought would be quite nice is to have a little drop-in occasionally and just basically find out how things are going for my dearest darling Minty. Um, so, so Minty, my dear, how are things at the moment? How is life? Crap. Oh, that's not good. That's not a good start, is it? It's crap. Well, we all have crap days, um, but one hopes they don't last too long. But yours have been rather, um, rather dire over the last few weeks and months, haven't they? Well, frankly, my lovely, it's been a dreadful year. I have probably just had the worst year of my life. Drawing to a close, and at the end of this year... I shall be 60, and I'm really cross about this. I know. I mean, I, I have to say, Minty, that, you know, you don't look anywhere near enough to be 60. No, I know. Um, and can I just say, as someone who has passed that, that mighty threshold, um, it's not as bad as you think. I mean, 70 is quite dire, I have to tell you. But um, 60 is, isn't as bad. But I think it's all, you know, relative, isn't it, really? I mean, um, but you're going to tell me what, why. Why has this year been well, such a, a downer? Well, it was really last year. In fact, the last four years. Um, I lost my mum last year. I don't mean I, I lost her. I didn't mislay her. She croaked. She kicked the bucket. She pegged it in all these other gasp, funny gasp expressions that people yeah. use for death. But she died, which frankly for her was an enormous relief. She'd had a terrible few years. She'd lost all her sparkle, although she, she didn't entirely lose it. She was still bloody funny. Um, anyway, so I've had all of that and I kind of, you know, there is an element of relief when a parent who's had dementia and dreadful mobility problems and health issues when that parent goes when you've looked after them for a long time you do have a sense of well it's relief for them and it's also relief for you in a way but that was not to be I must have been extremely bad in a previous life life because I've been ill all year uh, can I just go back to, to mum I mean I do 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 remember your mum and she was an absolutely incredibly funny woman she was and she i think you you forget that she did it in, in in her latter years live live life to the full she because did i i do do remember there was the moroccan episodes i say episodes it, it oh. was more than oh, one you, um trip to morocco and, numerous and, and, trips to morocco and i have mm. to say i i don't know if the, the listeners know adfab and um patsy but there was an element, slightly, of Patsy about your mum and Morocco. There was, but I think my mum had a bit more class. Oh, God, yes, a far more yeah. class. I mean, No, mum, um, after my father died, my father died 20 years ago, she discovered a new life after a mini-break with my sister. She discovered a new life in Morocco with various tour guides. And anyway, she, she lived her best life. She lived it very, very fully. But then old age 
dementia, etc., took that pleasure away from her. And when she lost that, she lost the will to live. Her mobility was affected and it was all very much downhill. I, I just would like to say, don't worry, there's there's a sound in the background of, of it sounds like someone's in pain. It's not someone. He is it's, in it's, agony. It's a dog. Um, we are surrounded by two rather lovely dogs. Um, but, but one of them actually also is showing signs of dementia and his agony is that I won't give him endless treats. He's just stuck by the treat cupboard waiting for me to stuff his fat little face full of junk, which I'm not going to do. No. So um, we just must ignore that well, just, yes, background uh, so noise. So don't, don't, um, don't get stressed when you can hear this sort of distant whining which is unfortunate but 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 don't worry so so yeah mum mum lived her life to the full but then the last four years were not great and I, I think you've touched on something that affects so many people and that is when loved ones begin to fail and you know we get that the personality goes the changes in personality um which yes. is a, a, a great but I would like to tell you my mother's last audible words to me before she died. Um, Mum had always said she, she couldn't wait for the Queen to die. And when I asked her about this rather odd statement, I said, why, why do you want the Queen to die? She said, well, that means there'd be something good on the television. Gosh, yes, I know. So anyway, but when the Queen, God rest her soul, did die, Mum was by that stage on her own journey to slip away from the mortal coil and she was drifting into unconsciousness but the day the queen died I thought well I'm I'm going to wake her up from the dead if I have to because she's been looking forward to this for so long so I went in and I yelled at her mother wake up I've got something to tell you and my mother opened her eyes and looked at me I said mum the queen has died and she smiled and she said bloody lazy woman no. Should I blame her for the way all her kids turned out so bad? Well, I know, one could go there. And then and she say... closed her eyes with a little smirk and drifted off again and died some days later. Well, at least she had a sense of humour at the end. She and absolutely I, 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 did. I, I think In fact, that... she died on the day of the Queen's funeral, just as they were lowering dear old Queen Bess into the ground. That was when Mum slipped away. Well, she certainly picked her moment, didn't she? She did. I mean, it's not a, it's not a day you're likely to forget, is it? Because, I no. Mean, I think we all know where we were on that day or when, uh, you know, the Queen was, was buried. Um, uh, or rather, her funeral took part, place, rather. Um, so, yeah, that, that's... Uh, yeah, it's, it's quite traumatic, losing a parent. I mean... That's one thing that we're all going to have to face as we get older is is losing our, our loved ones and um, and I'm not sure that as a culture we're terribly good at dealing with that but but we certainly use humour don't we we absolutely um, do and that's the thing about your mum she had a very great sense of humour I I do remember that so sixties not is coming you're no, not well, there it's yet not, no but it's not it's not sexy sixty for me no it's saggy sixty with a host of Rather unpleasant bowel disorders, yes, well, namely Crohn's disease. Correct. Now, Crohn, now, our listeners might not know what that is, and I certainly don't really know what that is. So uh, are you able to enlighten me more on what, what is Crohn's disease? What does it, it's an what does auto, it do? It, it's an autoimmune disorder whereby your own body attacks itself and causes 
gastrointestinal inflammation all the way through your gastrointestinal tract. So you're very limited in what you can eat. Um, I, I don't want to be too graphic about this because it really isn't pleasant, but suffice to say you spend an awful lot of your life closeted in the smallest room of house examining what has gone through your gastrointestinal tract and it's quite varied and interesting Um, but it's not great dinner party chat it's not great and it's not great if you happen to need it when you're at the dinner party well you don't go out my love you just don't go out and you don't have dinner parties anymore because of that because you can't entertain when you may well need to spend the next two and a half hours on the two and a half hours you're two and a half days oh okay it's It's very 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 grim and it's painful um I'm not sure what the triggers are. Does anyone know what triggers it? Because there are many things. Different different people are triggered by different things. For me, it may have been stress. It may have been yeah. partly stress. I did have COVID in February and it came on in at the end of March. So whether so that's linked... it's the big C, not the big C C. Possibly. Well, I don't know. It's just, Maybe that was just coincidental. But I've had a lot of stress. I've always had... A dicky tummy. Well, what I would loosely describe as IBS, which is a bit of a cover-all, isn't it? Yes. Lots of people have. But apparently it wasn't. I have seen a consultant and he said, no, you've got Crohn's disease and you've had it all your life. So, um, so but it's certainly got a lot worse. So having that medical um, diagnosis, mm. has it sort of helped in any way? And, no. Or, or, no, but because... A lot of people would be very upset not knowing what they've got, and, and, and you now know what it is, but mm. it doesn't make any difference as far as you're concerned. Well, they're still faffing around, shoving me full of steroids, and I I did have a very interesting time recently because they prescribed me with a steroid in a little aerosol can with a long tube on it, and you have to squirt this foam up your bum. Into your... Yes. Mm, mm. And hope that it stays so. It doesn't always. No, um, it but I, dribbles out, which is not terribly... Explodes out, actually. Oh. Um, again, not sexy. Um, no, and, 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 you know, talking sexy here, I mean, I... You know, when you get to 60, is you know, some of us still like, you know, a little bit of sensual pleasure. And I can imagine that's quite difficult with Crohn's. <laughs> yes, I mean, I, I don't mean in that department. I, I should rephrase well, it. I don't know. Well, actually, to be honest, my love, the, the foam feels quite nice when it goes in. Um, but that's about the, the highlights it, it of it, extent. you know. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the thing. But I, did, I mean, I, went, I flew recently and I went abroad for a few days, um, which I won't be doing that again. Um, oh, and I was a little bit worried about the canister because I, I thought, well, it's, it's an aerosol. So I thought I'd better put it in my hand luggage. Yeah. And I had a few moments of high anxiety because I was terrified. They were going to ask me what this little aerosol was when you put it yeah. in a little clear bag. Fortunately, they, they were a bit I, lax and didn't They didn't say, but they can be no. so officious because of my poor, poor mother, God rest her soul. Um, they took her lipstick out and confiscated it. And she said, well, well, why are you confiscating it? It's, it's, it? it's in the plastic thing, you know, that you put your bits in. Oh, they just fancied it. They, they probably pinch it. I, and I said, well, you know, probably they were, uh, you know, fan- yeah, exactly. I mean, they were male to all intents and purposes. So that what, they still wanted anyone, her lipstick? Yeah, exactly. They didn't. And she was quite put out. She said, stole my lipstick. And, you know, I didn't have one to put on when I got there. 
which was quite savage, I thought. You brutal. know, I mean, brutal. an eight-year-old, eight-year-old. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. I mean, she's not going to be a bomber for God's sake. Well, actually, they Exploding did that with um, my daughter Cordelia. Yeah. She flew with Mum up to the house in Scotland once, and she'd been on a little trip, and Mum was bringing her up to join us, and she'd bought me a little thing of soap with bits of lavender in it. And at Aberdeen Airport, they confiscated it and blew it up because they thought it was. They said they thought it might be an explosive. They had to take it away and examine it. I mean, the kid was about twelve. Poor little Cordelia. She was so pleased with her little present she'd bought me, and they they took it away and bought it back in bits and said, "No, it's all right. It's soap." Well, I know it, it, it beggars belief, for it, doesn't it? I, mean, I think that's jobs worth. So yeah, so I can see this past year has been quite traumatic. Um, you know, death and then uh, a condition which is absolutely awful and is not managed at the moment terribly well. And then, of course, we've got this this big 6-0. And, and what are you doing to celebrate? Hmm, another sore point. Well, I had planned, seeing as it's been such a rough time, I, I'd planned to celebrate it big time and I... I spoke to my husband and said, what I want to do, I want to hire a beautiful venue. And what I envisaged was some beautiful, small country hotel, elegant, tasteful, about 100 guests, a nice, get caterers in, nice buffet, champagne, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, my husband said, oh, darling, that's a lovely idea. Leave it to me. But I, this we discussed at the beginning of the year. I've been questioning him a lot about it and haven't really had many answers about it but I recently it's transpired that he'd sort of not sort of he had totally ignored what I wanted and instead he'd booked a very large Chinese restaurant on Church Road now I don't know if you've been to Church Road can I just say I think I've been to that one many many moons ago up the upstairs and it was upstairs it was a Chinese buffet I couldn't eat anything because I'm allergic to MSG. And well, it was also, all rather nasty. Cheap and nasty. Well, nasty. I can't eat it either. I can't eat fat. So, you know, so I couldn't eat anything. My He'd picked 25 guests. Who these 25 guests were, I have no idea. Well, he picked from my list of over 100. Um, can I say, Minty, I wasn't on that list. I was never approached. No, you weren't approached, but you were on the list. I was on the list. I wasn't. No, he didn't actually get round to ask. He asked about two people. He hadn't. He never actually organised it. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't be upset if I wasn't. Of course, should be because I would be, you know, thinking, well, I'm obviously not in her top one hundred, and you know, and and that's okay because you know. that's okay. You're my number one. Oh, I'm a number one now. That's marvellous. At least, you know, I've, at least I've got someone to come to my funeral. That's I mean, right. I was, that's right. I've, actually, I've, I've already written a eulogy. It's rather marvellous, actually. Oh, that's mm. marvellous. Well, you'll be the only one there. But, <laughs> or, you know, all counts. But, um, yeah, I, I can see that would be an, really And upsetting. I have, to, by the way, about the eulogy, I have left out some of the more controversial episodes in your life. Yeah, well, I... Like I, when mum went to Morocco and you, you know, yes. that, that episode. I, I don't want to go there. And no, also no, my dabbling was... with, you know, class A drugs. Uh, which, yeah. you know, we don't want to go there. No, we all make um, mistakes. And that will be another podcast in the future, no doubt, mm. um, when we can uncover some of that. I, 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 yeah, and the dog is still crying, but I don't want people to be contacting me saying that we're doing some cruel thing to the dog. Um, because we're not. Um, hold on. 
Uh, just to say, we have sorted out the dog and we've given him some treats and he seems to have settled down beautifully. Um, as I was saying, I, I didn't want people to think that, that we were doing something horribly cruel to the poor dog. Um, we're not. So, so it's been a rubbish year. And, and what I want to know is, how are you going to celebrate 60 now? And how are you going to mark that milestone and go out with a bang? Because, you know, um, it, it, would, it would be sad if you didn't have something to celebrate. No, you're, it, you're it, right. You are right. Yeah. Well, what, I, what I'm thinking is, I, I thought I'd get a bottle of Prosecco and um, a packet of fondant fancies and I'd watch a few... Episodes of the Hairy Bikers. Oh, marvellous! In yes. my slippers. Yeah, well, and I mean the Hairy Bikers—they they really are very watchable, aren't mm. they? And mm. and the food's quite wholesome. The problem mm. is, you I can't eat any. No, exactly. No. You can't eat it. Bobby, but, but I will yeah. risk the fondant fancies because the girl's got to have something in it. Yeah, life and I mean it's probably it worth, worth it. for. Exactly, it's probably worth a few fondant fancies. But actually, you know, you know, um, Betty's tea yeah. rooms they will actually deliver fondant fancies to your oh. house so seeing as it's a special one maybe i won't have the normal mr kipling but i'll get some from betty's and i'll have them delivered oh that that, that would be lovely wouldn't a bit it? more upmarket I mean, isn't it it is upmarket it is upmarket i mean it's it, it's one up from you know mr going, kipling mr kipling i mean they well i mean we're not supposed to be advertising no. here but you know um exceedingly good and all that but um yes it's it, it's better it's a better class of fondant fans i always thought mr kipling well we know we're not allowed to name him you'll have to edit that out but i always felt he sounded like a rather seedy scout leader well could i just tell you this is a little anecdote way way back when i was between jobs and i was basically i i filled in for a friend of mine who was a dresser at the savoy theater and the show was Kiss Me Kate, which I do love. It's Cole Porter, you know, some cracking numbers. And it's based on the uh, Shakespeare play, The Taming of the Shrew. Um, and one of the people I had to dress, um, don't go me, don't go on about, I won't go on about how, what you have to do as a dresser because some of it was entirely dodgy. Uh, but you're, you're meant to help the actors get in and out of quick changes backstage. You can imagine. I've done a bit of that yeah. myself in my younger days. Quick change, mm -hmm. yeah. So anyway, on one of them... I helped a few actors out of their clothes. Uh, well, I have too. Um, and um, sight to be seen, I can tell you. But one of the people I had to look after was the voice of the original adverts for Mr Kipling makes exceedingly good blah blah and blah. And was he like a pervy old scout leader? And I seem to remember he's very old and I, I was a little bit younger then um, and he, he used to ask me to go to the hole in the wall which is the pub next door to the theatre and get him a brandy for the half which is what I did but there was nothing untoward there it was all above board you know um, there were one or two members of the chorus that I could say were, you were too shape, old for him? shape. Well, was I too old for him? Probably I was too old for him, actually. Yes, I was, because I was 30-something um, and a bit long in the tooth by then. Um, but one of the chorus, you know, more than one of the chorus members was more than enough to deal with, I can tell you. So, yeah, um, so 60. What, what I'd like to do is I'd like to come back, Minty, if I may, after the big event and find out how it went, because I am sure that someone somewhere will be organising something very special for you. And I'm sure that you're, you're, you're probably not feeling it at the moment, but I'm, I, I feel certain 
that something good's going to come your way. Um, it's been well, lovely. Thank you. It's, it's always lovely. It's lovely. And it's lovely to, to, to reconnect with you. And hopefully the listeners have got something from this. Um, and if you have, um, that's marvellous. Um, at least we've been able to talk freely about things that sometimes people don't talk freely about, particularly Crohn's disease and bowel movements. No, I hope you've all enjoyed it. <laughs> well, yes, I have, actually, because I've learned something. Um, and I've also learned that I would quite fancy a fondant fancy. You've been listening to Vita Anima. My name's Emmanuel LeBrock. Until next time, goodbye.